Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, welcome to Jules Says. I'm Julie Jules. If you have anything you'd like to ask me or share with me, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. J-E-W-E-L-S says at gmail.com. Last weekend, Abe and I rode our bikes to Center Island, one of the Toronto Islands, to meet up with our friend Sprinkles, his beautiful wife Mary, and their two children. We took a water taxi instead of the ferry, which was so nice. The ferry, it's a cost-effective way to get over to the island. It's about $4 cheaper than the water taxi, and you get a free ride back. But the queuing is unbelievable, and the crowds are pretty thick, unless you go very early. On the island, they have barbecues near the playground. I don't know if there are other playgrounds, a really nice playground, and also a maze. I had no idea they had those barbecues over there. You do have to bring charcoal and whatever you need to use them, but it's nice. People who live in small towns where they can afford, well, where they used to be able to afford a house with uh, maybe a big fenced-in backyard They often wonder how people manage to raise children in a relatively small apartment or condo in the city. But the abundance of green space and outdoor amenities that we have in Toronto, I'm sure, makes all the difference. And you don't have to cut the grass in the park. The city does that for you. Center Island has parks, playgrounds, a maze, barbecues, an amusement park for little ones, with, um, I think it's like little midway rides. They have these uh, four-seater bikes 
and boat rentals, and beaches, a couple of different beaches. There's also residential community on Wards Island with a population, I had to look this up because I had no idea, a population of about 675 people in fewer than 300 homes, and they have a wait list of about 500 people who want a home on Wards Island. And apparently, if you're on that wait list, it'll probably take decades to even have a chance of buying. You don't actually own the property. You have to lease the property from the city, but you own the house. And you have to live there year-round. You can't just buy it and use it as a cottage or a rental. You're not allowed to rent them out. I would think living on the island is a bit challenging in the winter. But apparently it's also very peaceful because the summer crowds just aren't thronging there. They have millions of people visiting the island in the summer. But apparently the Wards Island Ferry runs year-round, and there's an elementary school on the island, which kind of surprised me. But a lot of services are hard to get. I mean, of course, it's pretty expensive getting a truck to the island by boat if you need, I don't know, contractors or builders or any kind of services that come by truck. And you better plan your provision purchase as well, because there's no walking up the street to a grocery store or a shop. I would hate that. One of the reasons I like living in Toronto is because everything I could possibly want is within walking or transit distance of where I live. But it was a very nice place to visit. And one of the beaches is a clothing optional beach on Hanlon's Point, which Abe and I also visited one afternoon with Andrew Johnston and a few of his friends. I personally feel more comfortable keeping a bathing suit on. But the nice thing is no one gives you strange looks whether or not you've opted to wear clothing. People aren't giving you dirty looks because you're not naked. And it has a really nice, relaxed vibe. If you're ever in Toronto in the summer, you must check out Toronto Islands. It took me years to get around to doing it, but it was well worth the water taxi there and back. And apparently in the winter, they have cross-country skiing and skating, too. But you'd have to bring your own stuff. It's not like you can rent equipment over there. My friend Sprinkles and I, how I met him, we worked together and we actually shared a cubicle at a consulting gig a few years ago. You might think sharing a cubicle sounds a little tight, but it was fine. And I think it's a little bit easier to work in a cubicle, even with a cubicle mate, than it is to work in a big room with 30 people all talking at once, which I've also had to do. And I'm really good at tuning out noise, so it works for me just fine. But Sprinks and I became very good friends, and he has also become one of Abe's good friends, and his wife Mary is our good friend. I miss working with Sprinks, though, and we haven't seen them in ages. The best thing about consulting is meeting all kinds of people along the way many of whom have remained fabulous friends in my case. He asked me this weekend if I was thinking about taking another consulting gig, and though I do miss the people, I have to say the longer I'm away from that job, the more I do not want to go back. I've been moving on to other things, this podcast being one such thing, voice work when I can get it, audiobooks, I was just booked for a small video game character, 
It doesn't pay me a lot, but if you listened to my episode called Audiobook Fraud, it pays me more than that. We can thank the creative and hilarious Catherine Ryan for Sprinkle's nickname, which comes from his actual name, Chris Brinkworth. Of course, I always come home with anecdotes about my workday because when you're working 9, 10, 12 hours a day, that really becomes the focal point of your life. And sometimes my anecdotes would be about something funny that happened. So everyone in my family is well acquainted with my work friends, their names, who they are, even if they haven't met. One day, Catherine called me at work. That was a a few years ago when she still used to call me once in a while. And she asked how Sprinkles was. Sprinkles? You know, she said, that Chris guy. Oh, she always made me laugh so easily. I told Chris the story and the name stuck. One time, he and another consulting gig fabulous friend, Laura, joined me for one of Andrew Johnston's Pride shows. See, we're all connected, aren't we? A Pride show called Bitch Salad. And a few months later, Laura ran into Sprinkles and Mary on Queen Street. They're both Toronto EastEnders. And she greeted him with a friendly, Sparkles! It's Sprinkles, Mary corrected her. I like that Chris is confident enough in his manliness to let us all call him Sprinkles. And Mary goes along with it, too. He does kind of resemble Superman, so that probably helps the confidence. Since last week's podcast, when I touched on 20-something men who feel threatened by societal change, I've been listening to a podcast called Man Enough. I would definitely recommend it for anyone, not just men. I sincerely would like to understand why some young men feel threatened by calls for diversity and gender equality, because I think it benefits them, but I also don't want to push them away if these topics that are triggering to them come up. Do some of these guys feel that their masculinity is being threatened? Is that part of it? I had a friend a couple of years ago who was talking about some of the behavioral problems of some of the little boys in his daughter's school. And we're talking little boys, like maybe six, seven years old. And I made a comment about the importance of having teachers and staff who can empathize and guide them rather than just punishing them. And he said, which surprised me because he's a guy, I don't care about the boys. I have a daughter. Well, your daughter lives in a world that includes boys and men. She's likely to be in love with some boys and men someday. So it really is in everyone's best interest for the boys to be understood, feel heard, and supported when they're little so they don't justify and resort to antisocial behavior and attitudes. I want everyone to feel secure, loved, and mentally well. And of course, in the information technology world, I've worked predominantly with men, many of whom, like Sprinkles and Abe, are absolutely lovely, who see the need for change, who embrace it, who don't feel threatened by it. But some others, not so much. Sometimes I enjoy switching the language around just to make a point. The best 
illustration of doing this is I follow a Twitter account called Man Who Has It All. And that account, they just take things that are said and replace the female gendered words with male gendered words. And when you do that, you realize that some of these things that we wouldn't even notice in our day-to-day speech suddenly sound ludicrous. Like I, I sometimes enjoy switching stereotypes around, for example, just to make the point, just to read the reaction, such as, well, I, I know everyone assumes that the well-endowed blonde is the most intelligent person at the table, but that's not always true. Try saying that and watch people's faces. They squirm as their brains get all twisted up trying to figure out whether I'm serious. And since I was a well-endowed blonde, did I really believe that was the stereotype? Of course not. I was always treated like I was not as clever as the men, and in particular, not as clever as the nerdy men. That was the assumption. I even had a teacher who used to say, Blanche, he called me Blanche, I don't know why. You're not as dumb as you look. You know, I was well used to it. I was used to the dumb blonde jokes, too. So it was interesting to make a statement like that, very straight-faced and deadpan, and see the reaction. The other thing I would sometimes do is refer to grown men as boys. I would do it in a very blasé way, the way they referred to the women as girls. I wasn't saying it in a derogatory tone. And I especially loved doing that back in the day when women were routinely referred to as girls. I think that's changing. But we used to be routinely referred to as girls in the workplace. Even my girl with nary a thought or my girls. If, you ha- if, if a leader had a team of women, he might refer to them as my girls. I don't know if he would have referred to his team of men as my boys, maybe he would have, and maybe I wouldn't have noticed that. But I got my first boy in 1988 when I was expecting Carrie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. About... Maybe three or four weeks before my fake due date, I was due August 20-something. But since I had a history of going 10 days or more overdue, I lied about my due date with Joanne and Carrie because I didn't want to waste time waiting around for my baby to be born. 
because then I would lose that time at the other end. But about three or four weeks before my due date, my boss appeared at my office door, which he rarely did. And he kind of leaned on it. I was sitting at my desk working on something. How would you like to buy yourself a new baby carriage? He says with a kind of condescending tone. Why? I was immediately suspicious because they were historically pretty stingy with paying overtime. But anyway, he went on. What would you say if I told you I will approve overtime for you to work the next two or three weekends to update all the PCs at the downtown building with Twisted Pear? And I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember verbatim what he said. But remember, this was olden times. We were in the process, we had actually had a project plan, to replace all the Uniscope proprietary communications cards and client software in the PCs to proprietary twisted pair protocol cards and software. All Unisys, we, these PCs communicated with a Unisys mainframe at the back end. But this was part of the transition to being able to connect using phone lines and jacks as opposed to special cables, kind of like coax cables. Although, again, the cables were specialized and had ends that were very Unisys-specific. Every personal computer had to be opened up, the card replaced, software installed, configured, connected, tested, and the old software deinstalled, which was a bit time-consuming. But we had a project plan in place to handle the transition. I smiled at him and said something like, I would say, fuck no. We have a project plan. This isn't an emergency. Can we please just manage this according to plan? I have two small children at home, and I'm eight months along with my third. I'm working probably nine hours a day now, and I'm not prepared to work 19 days in a row. It's a good thing I was direct because he did back off. I really generally find being direct earns you some respect. Then he hired a guy named Mike, a college student, to cover my maternity leave. He kind of left it to the last minute, but it was perfect timing to align with the college co-op term. He would start the last week of August, or thereabouts, which would give me a week and a bit to train him. He would finish at Christmas, and I would return to work the first working day of January. Perfect. The only problem was, he knew nothing about our system. They don't have a Unisys system at the college. Sure, the concepts are the same, but in those days, an IBM system or a DEX system or a Unisys system were in many, many ways completely different. We really didn't have open architecture back then. So the learning curve would be steep for him, and I didn't have much time. And we also had to get the job done. It's not like I could just focus on training him. My job at the time included desktop support, which means personal computers and dumb terminals, printers, monitors, that kind of thing. And this was before we had Windows, Microsoft Windows, and drivers and executable software installation programs. 
I had to set jumpers on cards. I had to solder chips and memory boards, install and configure PC components. I was going around lugging laser printers and monitors. And the equipment was heavier then. The technology, one of the advancements, one of the huge advancements in technology is size, so much more power and functionality with smaller hardware. And I still wore my high heels and my skirt because that's how I dressed. One of my friends, Carol, she, she was kind of on a bit of a fitness thing, and we would often work together because she did She didn't do desktop support, but sometimes she would have to do things that were associated because she was one of the software analysts. And when we were on, would go together on a call, she would say, just take the stairs. We don't need to take the elevator. I'm like, oh my God, Carol, I'm like eight months along. I'm wearing high heels and a skirt. We've got this equipment. I really, I just want to take the elevator. The other thing she used to say, people would say, oh, this is your third baby. And Carol would say, yes, and she's selling it to me because I don't have any, and she's already got two. She really doesn't need a third. It's amazing what people will almost believe if you say it with a straight face. Anyway, the PCs back then were certainly much less complex than today, but they they were very different from today. In addition to that, I was responsible for communication software support for dumb terminals, printers, PCs, which included this project to transition from Uniscope to Twisted Pair. There was a lot to my job, a lot to learn, even for a guy who was studying computer science at college. Mike was a lovely young man. He seemed like a kid to me at the time, even though I was only 28 myself. But I felt like a very mature woman at 28. I'd been working full-time and living away from my parents for 10 years, married for six. I had a five-year-old and an almost two-year-old. I paid the bills. I cleaned, shopped, cooked, sewed. I even darned socks. I ironed. I took the children with me wherever I went, other than work. Well, occasionally I did have to pack them up at night and bring them in with me for an emergency call. But to me, I I felt kind of like an old woman. I don't know how it started, but I started calling him Mike, my boy, as a joke and a nod to how the women are called girls. But Mike ran with the joke, and started referring to himself as Mike Julie's boy. He was great. Thank goodness he learned quickly, though. I did get a few phone calls during my mat leave. He even came to the house a few times for help. I wish I could remember his last name because I wonder what he's doing now. He'd be 52 now, older than Abe. The nature of the job was such that you got to know anyone who used a computer or even a terminal or printer at least a little bit. I got around the offices, the control rooms on the plant site. So everyone knew me, or pretty much everyone knew me. They knew who I was. Even while I was away, Mike consistently referred to him as Mike, Julie's boy. On support calls, upgrade calls, phone calls to make his appointment, he'd say, Hi, this is Mike, Julie's boy, and they knew what he meant. Sometimes his name was shortened to just Julie's boy. I think it was kind of adorable. 
When people called me at home, they would refer to your boy, and I loved that he was completely fine with this. He knew I meant no disrespect. He got the reference. This sweet, skinny, cute, little blonde man cub. Such a great guy. When I returned from my mat leave, I asked my boss for updates. Had the Twisted Pear project been finished? Anything new I needed to know about? And I don't recall now whether or not that project had wrapped. We might have had some loose ends to tie up. But I do remember my boss saying that I had missed a really busy four months. Oh, really? That just happened to be a busy four months? Did it ever occur to him that maybe one of the reasons those four months had been so busy was because I was on leave and a callow youth with barely any training and no experience was expected to cover the job single-handedly? Apparently not, which I found kind of offensive. It was offensive to me when he hired Mike that he believed my role was so simple that some young guy with no experience could be thrown into the deep end and execute it well, efficiently. And he did execute it well, and from what I heard afterward was a delight to work with. It was also offensive to me that it just happened to be busy while I was gone. Hmm. Welcome to being consistently underestimated. My God. This was the same guy who, eight months later, when I was at Sick Children's Hospital in Toronto, before getting Carrie's celiac disease diagnosis, the same guy who, when people asked him to help them with issues at work, told them to track me down. At the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, I do not miss being an employee one bit. Thank you so much for listening. Barring anything unforeseen, I am going to have a special guest next week. She is a relationship therapist, parenting therapist, sex therapist. And we were going to talk about jealousy, but I decided, nah, let's do something you'd rather talk about. A burning issue that you've seen with your patients and followers. So next week... We will have the pleasure of speaking with Natasha Silverman about diminishing sex drive and sex drive discrepancies in couples. By all means, email at jewelsays at gmail.com. And don't forget to tune in next week. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.